Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We uh, have an exciting conversation today on the podcast. We just hosted a 168-hour global virtual burn, 168 hours of nonstop worship all over the world virtually. And so I've got some of our team with the Burn 24-7 that we work together to do this, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what God did. We're going to talk about Worship online right now, worship and prayer happening virtually in light of everything that's going on with the coronavirus. We're going to talk about the cool things God's doing with it, maybe some of the challenges of it, as well as some of the technical, nerdy stuff, uh, gear and and technology and all that stuff. So if you enjoy that, you're going to want to make sure you tune in and stay till the end. But before I dive in today with the conversation, just want to thank you for tuning in. The Presence Pioneers podcast exists to help you and your community experience and host the presence of God. We believe God's presence changes everything. And so if this is your first time tuning in, please subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in your podcast app. If you're tuning in on YouTube, you can hit subscribe, hit the little bell so you get a notification. Uh, You can also go to our website, presencepioneers.org. You can subscribe via email, which is actually my personal favorite. You'll get an email as soon as an episode comes out. You'll be the first to know, and we will keep you updated that way. We've got all of our previous episodes, all the show notes and everything up on our website as well. And if this is helpful to you or encouraging or interesting, please share it. I know many of you are part of worshiping, praying communities, so please share this with your community. Share it on social media. If you're on Apple, if you can give us a rating or a review, any of that kind of stuff helps, gets the word out, and spreads day and night worship and prayer, which is what we want. So thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to jump into a conversation today. I've got three guests, three friends with me today who are leaders within the Burn 24-7 movement. This is our first podcast where we have more than two people. So this will be fun today. Uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and uh, who they are and their role within the Burn movement. So thank you guys so much for joining us today and uh, being on the podcast. Joe, let's start with you. Yeah, thanks for, for having me on, uh, Matt. And um, yeah, my name is Joe Sinanen, and my wife and I are the national directors for The Burn in Canada. And uh, we've been doing the, the Burn in Canada for 11 years, not 11 years, uh, nine years. But uh, yeah, it's been a privilege to be part of this movement and, uh, and be part of the, the move of God across the earth. So Amazing. Awesome. Liam. Hey, Welcome. what's going on? Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm happy to be here chatting with y'all. My name is Liam. I'm from Burn in the Mid-South of the United States of America. So I oversee Texas, Kansas, Missouri, Louisiana, Arkansas, and Oklahoma, uh, where I am. I'm in Oklahoma City. And so, uh, yeah, super glad to be here. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the conversation. We've, we've been burning for about six years the whole burn in Oklahoma City has been going for a decade. Uh, I've been burning for the past six years, and then I took over two years ago as the, the director here. So, yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Dan Lee, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah, so I'm Dan from the UK um, in Durham, 
um, and uh, it's a cathedral city. I think we've been burning for over 10 years now. I think we're the longest running burn in the UK. Uh, but I've been helping to direct in Durham for about three years alongside William Bing. And it's so much fun. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for jumping on. Let's just give a recap because we just did this 168 hours of nonstop worship. So somebody jump in, maybe Joe, what, what did, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, a full week of continuous worship, day and night worship. And like you said, Matt, 168 hours. Uh, I think we had, uh, what was it? 14 countries and, and over five yeah. continents. And, uh, I think 130 separate worship teams and leaders that that jumped on and took sets. So yeah, literally worship that rose from different parts of the world and covered the earth. It was exciting. Amazing. So 14 nations jumped in. So the cool thing about Burn 24-7, for anyone who's not familiar with the movement, is we have a couple hundred locations all over the world where we have communities that are gathering regularly to worship and pray for hours and hours, 12, 24 plus hours of nonstop worship and prayer. And so we are pulling in people from these communities all over the world, India and Germany and Bahrain and Colombia, uh, Canada, of course, UK, all over Europe. So it's amazing. 168 hours. So we live streamed on Facebook and on YouTube, tens of thousands of people engaged with what we were doing. Um, hundreds of thousands of people saw it show up in their feed, you know, in Facebook, which is, in, which is incredible. A lot more than we normally have at our, at our burn gatherings <laughs> when we're in person. So Liam, Dan, one of you guys, what, what, what are your reflections on this 168 hours? Yeah, I thought it was, it was a very special time. Uh, I think, especially when you do these live type situations and I think a lot of our furnaces do them individually. Uh, as as their own kind of community, but to do something where it reaches beyond the borders of one community into the other and kind of blurs the lines, and it's kind of like this united burn twenty four seven front thing. Like that's a really special thing, and um, I'm fairly certain that this is the first time anything like this has ever happened, at least in our history as a movement. And so that's really cool. Like we we set up precedents uh, and. We set history, you know, like we, we, we've been a part of history this, this past week. So, so cool. Yeah, definitely be, it been exciting to be something that's so pioneering. Yeah. I, like you said, Liam, I don't think it's ever been done before. I mean, yeah, there's 24 seven prayer and, and, uh, and worship in different places, but gathering teams from all different parts of the world uh, on a continuous stream. I don't, it's never been done. I've never heard of anything like it either. <laughs> it kind of made me wonder why have we never done this before? Actually, yeah. you know, <laughs> why did it take a crisis to do that? I think the only thing I can liken it to that I've seen before would be the Olympic Games. So I don't know if you've ever watched the Olympics where you get the ceremony of all the nations coming in and kind of presenting themselves before they, they go and mm. compete against each other. Obviously, we're not competing, but there's that kind of, unified thing and yeah it's just so awesome i i can imagine god's kind of like joy over that incredible <laughs> for sure i i felt that for sure i mean when i was when i was helping oversee you know portions of the live stream i remember there was one morning it was germany india and bahrain right back to back three hours and i was just i literally had moments of where i was weeping just feeling 
God's joy over the worship of the nations. I mean, every tribe, tongue, and nation is what you see in Revelation, you know, worshiping before the throne of God. And like to see an expression of that, even on the internet, uh, to me, I just felt God's pleasure. It's like, ah, a little taste of heaven, you know, online. <laughs> uh, made me anticipate, you know, the age to come when we would really get to all be together as well. But in, anything else, guys, what were, what were some of... Uh, you know, do you guys have any encouragement? Do you hear any feedback, uh, any testimonies of what happened during that 168 hours? Yeah, tons of feedback um, from people in my circles in Canada uh, who tuned in and watched and, and were just blessed to have live worship in their homes um, that they can turn on and, and stream anytime during the whole week. So anytime of the day, they can just tune in and, and find worship. And uh, that was a huge, huge blessing. And, and just lots of feedback of just feeling God's presence in their home through the worship and, uh, and seeing all the nations, even worshiping in different languages was a blessing. And, and Canada is a uh, nation made up of many, many nations. A lot of people moved to Canada. And so some of those languages that people were worshiping in were native tongues to, to those who were watching. So it was a blessing to them for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I know for me, it's it, it's kind of funny. I, I can be I can be kind of loud on social media. Uh, if you know me or follow me, I, I tend to spend a lot of time on social media. But it seemed like a lot of my people had no idea what was going on, which was really funny. But then I started to have conversations with people kind of midweek. So the first few days, people weren't even around. And then midweek, I was like, hey, we're we're halfway through 168 hours of worship and prayer across the earth. And people are going, wait, you're doing what? Like their minds were blown and they're like, yeah. oh, I'm definitely going to tune into that. And so, uh, so it was, it was pretty funny. The first few days, it was kind of light here in, in Oklahoma City in the Mid-South. But then I think it, it sort of it like it picked up towards the end and kind of snowballed into the, the finale. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of people haven't been able to kind of do stuff, get out of the houses or kind of it's been almost a perfect storm and I think what's really struck me is how hungry people have been just to worship and a lot of the burns in the UK kind of planning events which had to kind of suddenly go virtual through live streaming and so there's kind of like this groundswell and suddenly people are talking to one another so not only did it kind of create this platform for worship but there's so much connection like you know people were kind of comparing notes or how do we do this or how, you know, what setup should I use? And, and so there's this kind of like um, almost friendships developing across, you know, huge kind of geographical space. <laughs> and obviously this kind of conversation here is just the representative of that. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as you were saying that. I was like, the team that led this 168 hours, many of us, you know, don't interact often. I mean, I didn't know you, Dan, or Will uh, at all, uh, really. And now I felt like, you know, our team and also Debbie, who's over mainland Europe, she was a part of our team as well. I felt like all of us really bonded together as well, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Pratap, we had the Indians involved. That was, that was incredible. I think that was just wonderful just to see, uh, not just kind of like English speaking kind of worship, but this kind of uh, diverse language coming in, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, thought, I thought it was phenomenal. I heard uh, at least one lady that, that was streaming the worship in a hospital in Charlotte, uh, 
which is which is pretty amazing to just you know allowing the presence of God into where they were helping with people and uh, one of the cool things that I remember is the communion too. We you know it was I don't think we even shared this. It was from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday was was 168 hours, and so we took communion during the time of Passover, which also landed right there in the middle of all of that uh, in four different time zones, uh, which was cool. Uh, to be able to facilitate communion with people in their in their homes uh, as well that that was kind of a highlight to me. Uh, we did it with our kids here, which was a lot of fun so <laughs> so Liam, I wanted to ask you, man, because we we were kind of ready to pull the trigger on this virtual burn idea. We actually before we did our one hundred and sixty eight hours, we did forty eight hours uh, in the u s I think the u k did as well uh, a couple weeks before that. And part of that was because you already had this idea. So yeah, I would love for you to just kind of share sort of the vision and what was already stirring in your heart, how God spoke to you on that and any, anything else related you, you'd want to share. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I think for the past, the past few years since I've taken over here uh, in Oklahoma City, I've done a lot of Facebook live feeds. And with that, uh, I began to notice all of the other furnaces doing these feeds that I wasn't the only one going live. And so there's almost this like this this blast of worship happening on the Internet uh, from all these different furnaces. And it was really cool for me. It was fun to it's essentially felt like, oh, I get to tune into everybody's burn like I can on my own time. I can come back and hey, let's let's check out your burn. It's Tuesday. So I'm going to go burn with, you know, whoever, Corsicana, Texas or, or Galveston. You know, I'm going to go burn with, with some of my friends in my region. And then I just prayerfully began to think about some of what we call core values in the burn. And, and one of those things is the John 17 unity piece that we, we hope to be one as Jesus and the Father are one. And so I just prayerfully asked the Lord about that. And I, I like everybody else, prophesy in part and see in part. So I didn't know COVID was coming. Like, I'm I'm not going to be that guy to say I knew that we were going to be on lockdown for months. I had no idea. But I did sense this opportunity of, man, what if the United States, what if we could get every furnace to go live and we do a prayer set where it's one hour from every furnace? Or, you know, we do like a sun up to sundown thing where the sun rises, it rises in the east and it sets in the west. And so just kind of prayerfully, some of this language that David uses in the Psalms of like, the Lord is worthy from the rising of the sun, or rising of the sun to the setting of its rays, like really, really cool language. And then thinking like, what if we put a burn in that, in that kind of way or in that area? And so that led me just to reach out and it, it really felt like the Lord, it felt divinely inspired. And, um, and then it was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, oh, this isn't a, a later thing. And, and it's funny at the beginning of the year, I even planned, um, and I still have it on, on our Facebook page. We are planning in Oklahoma city to do a hundred hour digital burn in June. Like that was our June plan from December, January, like as we're planning six months ahead into this year, we are thinking, all right, we're going to go for 100 hours digitally online. And I also, there's another lady in our local community who has, has sensed kind of similarly, what if we did some live stuff? You know, what if we let people go from their living rooms? Like, do you think that could like really take off? And, and so there's been 
a handful of really cool conversations around that. Um, and I think it just kind of sparked what is now feeling like the, the potential of, of 24 seven. Like it really feels like we have the potential to go day and night. Um, as long as we begin to facilitate and, and kind of calling people into action, I think that's where we're at prayerfully is, is really actually feeling like we can, we can do this. This 24 seven piece is feeling like, I think we can do this globally. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I, I love the idea of a virtual 24 seven prayer room, you know, a, uh, literally burning 24 seven across the globe and, and so, yeah, I would, I think the burn 24 seven movement is uniquely positioned to possibly do that. One of the, one of the things that was really great with the 168 hours was having people across different time zones who could help. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Cause when you're doing a, a, a gathering in one location, somebody has got to be up in the middle of the night if you're doing a burn or night watch or whatever, but we could sort of pass the baton and, and nobody had to stay up all night. And that, that was, that was nice. <laughs> So uh, any other thoughts on just sort of uh, this idea of virtual worship sort of in general or maybe God, how God's using it? Um, Dan, Joe, any other thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think it's been the goal all along for, for Burn 24-7 to go literally 24-7. And there's been a, a lot of uh, vision and talk from different leaders, uh, whether it be regional leaders or uh, national leaders about 24/7, maybe in their region or in their nation, but yeah, it, this this whole online virtual worship has just opened the door for global community and global worship, and so we need to take advantage of it for sure. And um, I, I really do feel like the Lord is is saying now is the time. And uh, even even before we did the global burn, our team here we've been talking about doing 24/7 worship. Uh, virtually across Canada. and uh, But I think it's just the Holy Spirit just uh, birthing in us um, what was on his heart. And so tapping into the global community of the burn 24-7 just makes sense. And um, yeah, we'll definitely pursue still worship across Canada virtually, but we're, we're all in when it comes to uh, doing the, the global burn and 24-7 for sure. So yeah, we're excited. It's awesome. You know, I, I've seen a couple people post online sort of like, what's what's God saying in this time? You know, he, he's really in, trying to get people to worship in their homes, you know, so he's he's getting us out of the church building. And then I'm seeing some other people who are saying, wow, he's helping us to, to realize how powerful it is when we do gather together since we're, we're not doing it and we're missing it. I kind of feel like it's both actually where it's like, number one, it's like, oh, wow. Maybe we should have been utilizing technology in a greater way. Maybe we should have been making our homes more of an altar of worship and prayer. But then at the same time, it's like, gosh, there's something special about gathering together too, isn't there? And so I feel like it's kind of both. I'm really missing the corporate worship, being in the same room, hearing everybody's voices, feeling that manifest presence of God together. But at the same time, there's this really cool opportunity with all this virtual worship and prayer as well. And I think God's in on that as well. So, all right. Uh, what are some of the challenges <laughs> of doing this kind of thing of virtual worship, whether that be theological, what is church challenges? If we want to go down that, that road, open that can of worms, or what are some of the technological challenges, uh, you know, of, of what we did with the 168 hours. So let's get real. Yeah. You know what? I think, uh, 
technology has afforded us this opportunity and we're stepping into it. But at the same time, technology is the challenge. When it comes to live streaming, you have to deal with, of course, the internet connectivity and equipment, and then also live streaming from Zoom to the website, the website to Facebook and YouTube and, and all those sort of things. And, and so we, I think we definitely uh, learned a lot. It certainly helped that the U.S. and the U.K., uh, did 48-hour burns before we did the 168. Uh, I think that prepared us uh, and, and set a level of expectation. But at the same time, yeah, there, there are definitely challenges dealing with so many teams from so many continents. And yeah, it's it just a lot of variation um, in terms of quality, and which is to be expected. But, uh, but definitely that was a challenge, I would say. For sure. For sure. Dan, Liam, you got any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, in some ways, doing like live streaming, like we've done, kind of overcomes some of the challenges that may be going like fully 24-7 in one location uh, would have. You know, like there's, there's examples like IHOP and others who, who are doing it. And I think you've, you had uh, guys on your podcast talking about that in the past. But, you know, suddenly um, – we've got this technology that allows us to do what we've always dreamed of. And so there's this kind of like perfect storm. And I think, you know, technology can be used for good and it can be used for bad. And it's like, how do we do some of these things in the right way? So, no, we, we definitely do need wisdom, um, especially in things like communicating. And, um, you know, I think we, we had a reach of, was it, over 800,000 people on Facebook alone. Suddenly that's a big microphone, you know? Yeah. So you've got all these people coming on and, you know, how do you manage that? That's a, that's probably a real issue that we need to think about. But, you know, I, I, at the same time, I think God's been really good. Like it's been full of grace and um, it's just a testament to what he's been doing through the burn. Like there's all these amazing people, you know, this incredible network. And that fused with the technology has created this wonderful thing. And um, yeah, I mean, some of the kind of challenges in terms of uh, sound quality, <laughs> internet connection, like we, I had people messaging me like, this is my dial-up uh, speed. Is it good enough? You know, <laughs> you're kind of like doing quality control in real time with people. You know, we had people's computers crash halfway through their sets. That happened with me. <laughs> so you just kind of go dark for a bit and then you're on the phone in the background trying to, is everything okay? How long is it going to be? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've got to kind of be prepared to roll with whatever comes, haven't you? That's what I found. At least I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it was, it was great fun. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I, doing the 48 hours was really helpful. I feel like in some ways the quality did go up with the 168 hours, even though there were still challenges from, uh, from the 48 to the 168. Um, just to just maybe we can get into the weeds of the technology for a few minutes for those who, who are interested in that kind of thing. So for what we did for the 168 hours is we used Zoom, which, which most of, many of you know is becoming pretty popular lately because it's video conferencing, and it's pro it's what we're using right now to record this podcast. It's primarily used for uh, talking people to talk to talk to each other. 
But the beautiful thing about Zoom is you can use it easily from Zoom to live stream. And so when you have a bunch of people logging in from all over different places, it's, it's a very helpful tool. And really, we couldn't find a better tool to, to allow people to just simply log in and to do their worship set and then to have it automatically go out live stream to other people because uh, without basically setting up a TV studio <laughs> and having people sort of be like remote locations for a, a legit TV studio. So, so that's what we use. We use Zoom and then uh, I went to, it went to a custom streaming, streaming service called Caster that split it out to Facebook and YouTube at the same time. So that's kind of how we did that. And then we just gave the Zoom login to the worship leaders. They got in. So the only people in Zoom were the worship leaders and then the host, which was our team that we had set up to be in there. And we were, <laughs> this. maybe we could talk about this because, you know, the transitions, I think, between the, the worship sets were challenged because the challenge with communication, if you talk, everybody can that's watching, thousands of people can potentially hear what you're saying if you say, are you ready? Uh, that kind of thing. So that was kind of a fun dynamic. We used the little chat feature on Zoom a little bit to talk back and forth with people. But do you guys have any funny experiences with any of that? Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024, with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media presencepioneers.org to sign up today. <laughs> you know, after a while, you try to be as smooth as possible and uh, and transition uh, without all the chatter. But after a while, it's like you know, it's it's let's just be real and and, and just right. uh, you know have a conversation with potentially hundreds, maybe thousands of people watching right. and, uh, and, and simply, you know, communicate with the worship leaders as they came and went. But yeah, hosting was, was uh, somewhat of a challenge, especially if we were recruiting people who didn't know how to use Zoom. And uh, I think at one point, one of our hosts, before transferring the host duties to somebody else, uh, ended the meeting and completely <laughs> cut the feed. And so that killed the set for, I think, at least 30 minutes and um, as we got it up and running again. But, yeah, just just little things like that that you wouldn't 
ant- anticipate. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it was funny <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of gear and, and technology-wise that, that people were using, we had a wide range. I mean, we had uh, sets that were professionally done. And, uh, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you had sets that were basically just using the computer and the microphone on the computer and the camera on the computer and, and just picking up ambient sound. So it's definitely a wide range of sound quality as well as even uh, camera quality because of internet connectivity and whatnot. So some of the sets were choppy. Other sets were like, wow, this is incredible. I, I don't know how they did it, but it's like professional. So it was interesting to see the wide spectrum of, uh, of sets that happened. And there was somebody from the UK, Dan, that looked like they were in a TV studio. They had multiple camera angles going. And all- oh, yeah. So <laughs> I think that couple actually does TBN. Yeah. They had all the equipment. They seemed to know what they were doing. But yeah, we did a pre-check with them. And yeah, they, they seemed to be really on it. I think um, definitely something to learn from them and how we do it. And what really struck me about them as well is that they were really kind of engaging people as well. So I think one of the things that um, struck me as we were kind of doing the 168 hours is how do you lead worship? Like, obviously, there's like vertical worship, but how do you engage people? How do you encourage people to get involved? And um, so I think we're probably still learning how we do that, in all honesty. But yeah, kind of new, new challenges to kind of, navigate and a lot of it comes down to as well to the ability of the individuals leading worship right and um you know how how well are they trained and how how much experience do they have um and we saw a bit of that as well obviously these people are all involved with the burn and and, but there's varying levels of ability for sure and we we saw that so yeah expected i guess when you're dealing with 130 different leaders for sure yeah, on a very uh, practical note, so we had, it was 168 hours, uh, so was, we broke it down into 24-hour meetings. That's what Matthew did. He did a continuous 24-hour- On Zoom. On Zoom, set up the meeting calls, and then from there, we broke that 24 hours into six-hour slots, and so that's how the hosting was set up. It was set up in those kind of six-hour slots, and I owe everybody- <laughs> the like the most credit for whenever I was hosting it felt like every time I hopped on I was like uh I can't get it to go live to Facebook uh and so in the in the background behind that so we had the chat in zoom going on we as a team we also got on whatsapp um and so we have this this whatsapp (laughs) message log going on but what's really funny about that whatsapp log is is you know you see the stuff from the guys in the UK and it's like, you know, four in the morning for us. And we're like, oh no, what's going on? You know, like my phone's blowing up. And then we're like, the guys in India are leading. And so it's like this, that was, I thought it was like a, a funny, fun part of the challenge. But uh, shout out to Joe. I feel like Joe just came to the rescue for me on multiple occasions. He'd hop on and be like, hey, make me host real quick. Let me see if I can do it. I'd be like, all right, let's let's try it out. I can't figure it out. So <laughs> might as well let you try because I can't get it. So there's a lot of that, which um, I don't think it came across. I don't think a lot of people know necessarily that stuff was going on. 
Um, but that's just kind of the fun of, of this side of it, of facilitating, yeah. um, 168 hours straight. <laughs> I'm remembering a moment. There was a guy from the UK who's leading worship and he had an electric guitar and he had it wired up to something that was, you know, like an effects thing or amp modeler or something directly into zoom. He had drum loops. He had all this kind of stuff going and somehow that connection didn't get into Zoom. And so it was just using his microphone off his computer. And so all you heard was mostly his voice and the sound of the electric guitar, just the strings without, you know, no amp or anything. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so thankfully, uh, somebody jumped on Zoom uh, that had helped with the hosting. And I was like, do you know this guy? They were like, yes, he lives right down the road. And they like called his son, I think it was, who lived with them. Yeah. And th that was at the house, called him. And then he went into the room and interrupted the worship set. It was like, hey, the audio is not working. And they were able to, able to get it tweaked and get it set back up because there was all kinds of no sounds happening that you could not hear. And you could tell he was going for it, but no one could hear <laughs> what was going on. That was a fun moment. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I had to ring him up after that. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite funny. He was, he was fine with it. Yeah. Though, so, yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show the challenges that, you know, the leaders would have on their end. You know, we're talking about Zoom and, and all the connectivity on our end, but that doesn't address all the challenges that all the leaders have on their end on getting things up and running and making sure that sound is being fed into zoom properly and, and making adjustments to the, the sound audio settings and whatever else. And uh, so there's a lot of things that have needed to come together in order for it to actually work. And for the most part, I think it works quite well. Um, definitely like you described, Matt, there's a few sets that were, were challenging that way, but I think I would say maybe 80% of the sets people got Zoom to work in the way that we uh, instructed and expected it to. And the sound quality, uh, even though it varied, for the most part was was good for, I would say, 80% of the, the sets. And I'll just say, for those who tune in, there's a setting on Zoom called Original Sound that we found out if the worship leader uses Zoom on a Windows or a Mac, they can, they can enable Original Sound, which basically takes off all the Zoom filters that tries to uh, that's basically designed for speech and it allows the original sound that they're, they're sending to zoom to come through, which is vital for music. So I recorded a little tutorial on how to turn that on and I'll include that in the show notes with this episode. Uh, it's gotten like 1200 views on YouTube or something because apparently a lot of people are trying to stream music on zoom right now, which is, which is kind of fun. So that was really, that was really important and that made a huge difference on the zoom side of things. But, um, Joe and Liam, I know you guys both kind of had pretty, you guys led worship sets and you had some pretty good setups on your end in terms of how you set up your music to feed in for your online. Uh, you guys want to share kind of what your setup was for your live streaming, try to get the best uh, best sound on your end from your, your homes? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's interesting, about a week before the, the Global Board, maybe a week and a half, um, I, I just really felt impressed um, to look for sound equipment and didn't know why. 
And so I went on, on Kijiji. Um, I don't know if you guys have Kijiji where you are, but it's like a online listing uh, sales thing. But anyhow, um, found some equipment, got it at about 25% of what the valuable it was. So I got a soundboard, some speakers and, um, and some little bit of uh, recording equipment. Um, and then I bought a device called an iRig Stream. And so a lot of people who do live uh, streaming of music may be familiar with iRig, but their latest product is called iRig Stream. And with this little tiny box, I should have brought it with me, but uh, just about that size, um, you could plug into the RCA output of your soundboard and plug it directly into an iPhone, uh, your computer with a USB, and, uh, and or even a, a lightning iPhone uh, connection. So you can get the full sound of your soundboard and feed that through whatever platform you're live streaming to. Uh, it's got a little gain on the iStream rig so you can manage the sound. It doesn't clip, it doesn't distort, but you can have virtually a whole band. And one of the sets that I did actually on a Friday night was a two hour set of that 168 burn. And we had a full band. We did it at, at, at our church and uh, plugged the, the iRig stream in to the soundboard, digital soundboard, and straight into the computer through Zoom. And it worked perfectly. And so that device is a lifesaver if you're streaming, especially with a band or with a soundboard. It's very, very simple to set up, very easy to use. Uh, and it captures the quality of the sound, puts it through in a format that it can be streamed uh, very easily. So that that is the iRig Stream. iRig Stream, yeah, we can we can link to some of this stuff too when we when we do the episode, so people can find it online as well. This is my uh, Focusrite two i two Scarlet two i two. It's a audio interface, and so it connects via USB to my computer. I think they run the solo I think runs for like 120 150 bucks. Anyways, it has a couple of channels on it. Uh it doesn't do any EQ or anything. It's just kind of your gain stations. And so I plugged in what I did is I plugged in a diaphragm microphone and I just kind of set it really nicely between how loud my voice is and my guitar and I just recorded the room. So I just turned the room sound on using that. And uh, just got close to the microphone and um, played around with that. And so that, I mean, there's some, I've spent a lot of time with this setup. So it's not necessarily a one-off, you're going to get it right every time. But it is something that you can play around with. And then if you do want to go further with EQs and stuff, there's all sorts of, uh, you can look for, there's a free digital audio uh, workspace or a DAW called Reaper uh, that works really well that you can you can set up some EQs and, and use your interface going through those EQs if you want to play with that. But that's all like sound tech, fun stuff, slash nerd stuff. <laughs> what what microphone did you use, Liam? Oh, it's it's like their, I don't even know. Yeah, it's their Scarlet Studio Diaphragm. So it's like their like brand. Okay. Uh, it's just, so a condenser microphone. Yeah, just a condenser. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. I think it yeah. sounded pretty good, all things considered. It, did. it was literally just yeah. plug and plug and play. Yeah, you had some good yeah. sounding yeah. good sounding sets for sure. Yeah, definitely. If you if you want a, a decent sound in live streaming, you have to invest a little bit of money. Uh, you know, a lot of the sets that we saw happen during the 168 hours, it was just the computer mic. 
and uh, which was which was fine, but it wasn't the highest quality. Uh, so if if you want to do a higher quality stream, you definitely have to invest a few hundred dollars in getting some equipment. For sure, yeah. And thankfully, a lot of a lot of worship leaders, especially that have some experience, a lot of them have some home recording gear or something like that that they can utilize for that purpose. But Dan, I know that you did a webinar on live streaming uh, for some people in the UK. So do you have any tips, tricks, thoughts on some of this stuff? Yeah, I do. Mm, yeah, so we did a webinar on the back of our 48-hour burn, um, mainly because I was inundated with questions on how we do this like live streaming worship thing. And so most of the questions are around sound quality. And the other um, question, the big question was like the legality around streaming music. Um, so we, yeah, we pulled together a webinar, which um, if, if you want to watch it, you can um, we'll put the resources out. Uh, we've also put together a guide. So some of the things that we've talked about in this episode um, such as how do you get your sound right in Zoom, that kind of stuff. Um, it's all in there with uh, equipment recommendations. So there's like shopping lists that you can go to Amazon on. I would, I would probably just say on the equipment front, just be aware everyone's trying to live stream at the moment. So like things have doubled in price and you might have to do some hunting around. But yeah, so I think um, in terms of like, live streaming and the legality around that obviously like ccl i'm not an expert so i'm not going to really kind of dive into that too much but we've also got someone who lives around the corner from me who's written an incredible article on it and uh just kind of what you need to do things you just need to be aware of to do it kind of responsibly <laughs> and honoring those who've written amazing worship songs <laughs> Um, I would just mention as well, like in terms of tech, so I, I imagine some people listening to this won't necessarily be musicians, but are probably more responsible for like scheduling and things like that. So a tool, a, a little web app that we used was Calendly.com, and that will allow you to kind of create bookings for people, and it will hook into a Google Calendar so you can see all the sets and kind of automate the kind of process of bring in the sets in so we found that smoothed uh, the scheduling somewhat <laughs> so yeah just a little tip for you yeah, we had a couple little hiccups on scheduling but that was very helpful to have be people be able to just plug and play get an automated email response sign up for their set and uh and that that was beautiful awesome well guys this has been fun any other uh any other closing thoughts on virtual worship virtual burn do it do it yeah just go do, just it. go do it where i'm literally in the middle of one right now uh, <laughs> here in Oklahoma city yes we're, we're going for 12 hours uh and, and so there's a lot of different ways to do it and a lot of different thoughts i think the encouragement is don't be afraid of it dive in and, and use that heart that you're you're passionate about seeing night and day worship uh worship prayer missions like these things this is what we do like we, we adapt and we overcome and we dive in. And so my encouragement is just go for it. Just dive in yeah. uh, and have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? There's, there's always the question about um, uh, where, where do you find the balance between heart and excellence? And um, I think you want both. So, you know, when you're pursuing and, and starting up virtual worship, 
try and strike a balance between both. You know, it's good to have heart. Uh, and, and that's ultimately what the Lord is looking for is the right heart. Uh, but if we don't have the right equipment, if we don't have the right uh, skill set, you know, we're probably going to be not getting a whole lot of audience. Not that's what we're going for, but we're not probably going to engage as many people as, as we hope to. Um, so there is an element of excellence. One of the other things I wanted to mention as well is in live streaming. And this is a challenge across the board for anybody. Uh, vocals, especially in live streaming, is uh, somewhat emphasized. So all the flaws in your singing, all the nuances in your voice that is usually covered up in a live worship set setting at church um, that is hidden is all of a sudden amplified in live streaming. And so that's that's where a lot of the equipment comes in and a lot of the gear that uh, if you have the right gear, you can mitigate a lot of those those uh, things that people hear that, or that you would hear, you wouldn't want to hear. Right on. <laughs> yeah, I'd say as well, like, don't be afraid to go and worship with your family and do it. Come on. Do it live. Yeah. Like, that's really powerful, uh, mainly because I think it really reflects God's heart, like, that's what we see in heaven family worshiping together and like you said before i think it's probably one of the things god's showing us you know it's a new dimension of worship that we don't necessarily always get to see yeah yeah and um so that's been really beautiful yeah we saw that a couple of sets um throughout the 168 hours where families were worshiping together in their living room yeah. matt you did communion with your family and it was it was beautiful you know just seeing families gather together and just yeah. worshiping just being real and just yeah. being real for sure I love it. Well, guys, thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's good this to be was on. fun. Hey, um, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the podcast uh, today's episode. Uh, just one more time, I encourage you please share this episode if you enjoyed it, and uh, if you think it might be an encouragement or helpful to somebody. Please, please do that. Make sure you subscribe. Stay in touch with us. We got a lot more great stuff coming your way. And don't forget, God's presence changes everything. God bless. Thank you.